welcome back to Mob with Moments. I'm Marlene, and I'll be giving controversial accounts of true crime, about murder, other tragedies, and sometimes some events of interest, involving people who have had connections with the town of Morpeth, New South Wales, and its surrounding districts. As convicts, soldiers and settlers made this area their home, stayed for a while to discover their niche, or moved on to seek their fortune. The stories are based in the 19th and early 20th centuries. I tell my stories with great respect for the victims and their families. The accounts are researched and referenced by myself from open source information, family research, state archive records and Trove newspapers. Please feel free to email me. My address is on the podcast page. If there is any misinformation or if you would like to add or find out more, please contact me here. I retain all the information I find. Music by Kevin MacLeod. Sound effects and music from YouTube Library. I apologise for the delay in my podcast. So because I was busy working on research and display for Anzac Day, I will put forward some information regarding those who served in World War I and were affiliated with Morpeth, New South Wales. The First World War, the Great War, the War to End All Wars, 1914-1918. to Tensions throughout Europe had been growing for many years. Nationalism, an arms race, disputes over territories and spheres of influence, greed, fear, distrust, and the division of Europe into two hostile alliances were all contributing factors in the cause of World War I. The assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand, heir to the Austro-Hungarian throne by Serbian terrorists, led to the Austro-Hungarian invasion of Serbia on the 29th of July 1914. Russia mobilised troops to prevent Serbia being crushed. Germany declared war on Russia and realising that France would support Russia, declared war on France as well. When Germany invaded neutral Belgium, Britain declared war on Germany. Japan, seeing the chance to seize Germany territory in China, also declared war on Germany. Bulgaria and Turkey sided with the Central Powers, and soon most countries in Europe had become involved in the war. When Britain declared war on Germany on the 4th of August 1914, most Australians greeted the news with great enthusiasm. Volunteers rushed to enlist for an exciting war which was expected to be over by Christmas. For Australia, as for many nations, the First World War remains the most costly conflict in terms of deaths and casualties. From a population of fewer than 5 million, 416,809 men enlisted, of which over 60,000 were killed and 152,000 wounded gassed or taken prisoner. Australia's early involvement in the war included the Australian Naval and Military Expeditionary Force taking possession of German New Guinea and the neighbouring islands of the Bismarck Archipelago in October 1914. Most of the men accepted into the army in August 1914 were sent first to Egypt, not Europe to meet the threat Turkey posed to British interests in the Middle East and the Suez Canal. 
After four and a half months of training near Cairo, the Australian and New Zealand Army Corps, ANZAC, departed by ship for the Gallipoli Peninsula. The ANZACs landed at what became known as ANZAC Cove on the 25th of April 1915 and established a tenuous foothold on the steep slopes above the beach. During the early days of the campaign, the Allies tried to break through Turkish lines, while the Turks tried to drive the Allied troops off the peninsula. Attempts on both sides ended in failure, and the ensuing stalemate continued for the remainder of 1915. The most successful operation of the campaign was the evacuation of troops on 19 and 20th of December, under cover of a comprehensive deception operation. As a result, the Turks were unable to inflict more than a few casualties on the retreating forces. Mustafa Kemal Ataturk, revered in Turkey as the saviour of the Battle of Gallipoli and as the father of the country that he helped form after the war, wrote in 1934 a tribute to the Anzacs. Those heroes who shed their blood and lost their lives, you are now lying in the soil of a friendly country. Therefore, rest in peace. There is no difference between the Johnnies and the Mehmets. To us, where they lie side by side here in this country of ours. You, the mothers who sent their sons from far away countries, wipe away your tears. Your sons are now lying in our bosom and are in peace. After having lost their lives on this land, they have become our sons as well. Morpeth, like many places around Australia, felt the impact of war. After war was declared on Germany in August 1914, many men answered the call to enlist. About 140 names have been gathered from the service records of soldiers who had some association with Morpeth, whether by birth, enlistment, residence or next of kin. Of those names, 19 men paid the ultimate price. Two women from Morpeth, Marion Jobling Tulip Godden and Annette Mary Murphy, enlisted and were sent to Egypt and England as nurses. Both returned. The average age of those who died was 26 years of age. The youngest just 18 and the oldest 34. According to the records of those who enlisted from Morpeth, who proclaimed being of age, totaled 15, though in looking further into their actual birth dates, seven of them were only 17 years of age. They all returned. Two of the 18-year-olds did not. For those who returned, life had dramatically changed. Many came back injured, some permanently disabled all forever altered by the horrors of the conflict. A.B. Patterson, the poet, depicts an idealistic soldier. There's a very well-built fellow, with a swinging sort of stride, about as handy sort as I have seen, a rough-and-tumble fellow that is born to fight and ride, and he's over here a-fighting for the Queen. The following are the names of those who did not return and who were affiliated with the town of Morpeth, New South Wales, through birth, enlistment, residence, or next of kin. Clarence Leslie Bird, age 18 years, 
Joined August 1916. Farmer. Killed in action, Belgium. 12th of October 1917. Lieutenant Russell S. Brown. 26 years of age. Joined March 1916. Clark. Hunters River Company Wharf. Killed in action, Mallincourt, France. 8th of May 1918. John Buckley, 18 years. Joined September 1916. Postal Assistant. Killed in action, France. 1st of September 1918. Rupert William Craddock, 26 years. Joined August 1914. Clark. Killed in action, Gallipoli. 8th of August 1915. Thomas Fairhall, 30 years. Joined March 1916. Cabinet Maker. Killed in action, France. 6th of May 1918. John Francis Garrity, 25 years. Joined November 1915. School teacher. Killed in action, Amentiers, France. 20th December 1917. Stanley Millwood Garnham, 30 years. Joined August 1914. School teacher. Killed in action, Lone Pine, Dardanelles. 6th to 8th of August 1915. Keith Eric Griffin, 21 years. Joined August 1915. Public servant, Customs. Died of wounds, France. 29th of July 1916. Eric James Hanshaw, 22 years, joined January 1917, baker for Steinman's Bakery, killed in action, France, 1st of October 1917. Frank Leighton Hanshaw, 24 years, joined November 1915, labourer, died of bronchial pneumonia, on the field at France, 20th of July 1918. Harold Harding, 27 years, joined August 1915, Mercer, killed in action, Belgium, 2nd of October 1917. Michael Hawley, 23 years, joined August 1915, Labourer, killed in action, France, 19th of July 1916. Edgar Charles Mann, 33 years, joined December 1915. Carpenter. Completed his duty, but died of bronchial pneumonia. 16th of February 1919. Lieutenant Herbert Harold Maynard. 25 years. Joined October 1914. Clark. Killed in action, France. 5th of April 1918. James Beard Nicholson. 34 years. Joined July 1916. Labourer. Killed in action, France. 10th of August 1918. John Vincent O'Toole. 22 years. Joined September 1915. Farmer. Died of illness. Bronchial pneumonia, England. 27th of October 1916. Norman Peacock. 19 years. Joined April 1915. Farmer. Killed in action, France. Between 26th of July 1916 and 7th of August 1916. Frank Slade. 
25 years. Joined December 1915. Farmer. Killed in action, Belgium. 7th of June 1917. Green Smith. 28 years. Joined February 1917. Soldier. Killed in action, France. 15th of April 1918. Of interest, there was a young fellow, James Ambrose Minslow. 24 years. Joined November 1915. Labourer. Prisoner of war. Reported missing on the 10th of July 1917. Reported prisoner of war in Germany. 14th of August 1917. Repatriated back to England. 30th of December 1918. Returned to Australia. 24th of April 1919. A poem by A. B. Patterson, published in 1915. We're all Australians now. Australia takes her pen in hand to write a line to you, to let you fellows understand how proud we are of you. From shearing shed and cattle run, from broom to Hobson's Bay, each native-born Australian son stands straighter up today. The man who used to hump his drum on far-out Queensland runs is fighting side by side with some Tasmanian farmer's sons. The fisher boys drop sail and oar to grimly stand the test along that storm-swept Turkish shore with miners from the west. The old state jealousies of yore are dead as fair as sour. We're not state children any more. We're all Australians now. Our six-starred flag that used to fly, half shyly to the breeze, unknown where older nations ply their trade on foreign seas, flies out to meet the morning blue with victory at the prow, for that's the flag the Sydney flew, the wide seas know it now. The metal that a race can show is proved with shot and steel, and now we know what nations know and feel what nations feel. The honoured graves beneath the crest of Garbatepe Hill may hold our bravest and our best, but we have brave men still. With all our petty quarrels done, dissensions overthrown, we have, through what you boys have done, a history of our own. Our old-world differences are dead, like weeds beneath the plough, for English, Scotch and Irish bread, they're all Australians now. So now we'll toast the third brigade that led Australia's van, for never shall their glory fade in minds Australian. Fight on, fight on unflinchingly, till right and justice reign. Fight on, fight on till victory shall send you home again. And with Australia's flag shall fly a spray of wattle bough to symbolise our unity. We're all Australians now.
I hope everyone is able to go out into their community and honour the Australian servicemen and servicewomen who have served our country this Anzac Day. Thank you for listening to Morpeth Moments. I hope you return to hear about stories involving the people and places of Morpeth and its surrounding districts. Bye for now. 